Hey listeners, it's Adam, and 2019 is already off to such a busy start. You guys may have seen it, The Creative Workbook came out. It is a process-oriented guide to helping you set goals and visions for the coming year. It's an accumulation of hundreds of hours of work of me working with individuals and groups on helping them reach their creative goals. Go to the website, notesonyournotes.com forward slash 2019, or just go to the main website and click on Creative Workbook. It is there for you, a gift. Merry Christmas. Happy Joshua. New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Year. Yeah, it's also the Chinese New Year's and all that good stuff. So I have some classes coming up in the Los Angeles area the month of March and April. I'll also be hosting a couple of open mic nights in downtown Los Angeles. I also have a class for the embodied writing for uh, writers getting into their body, and it's going to be taught at the Soul of Yoga down in Encinitas, and I'm co-teaching that with Dr. Dana Reese. So that will be an amazing experience as well. Um, as well as Hollyhock. Hollyhock is uh, is uh, coming up again in July. Josh is back at Hollyhock teaching again. And I just want to say it's an amazing experience. He taught in the uh, fall of last year and at the Braid Theater in Santa Monica. And it culminated in a show where everyone presented completely original material. A bunch of people showed up to watch it. And it was such a good experience for people to start with their process and get towards a completed piece. Uh, so, so much to offer this year, and there'll be more, so stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Josh uh, clipped right there because he was late to the mic. Joshua Townsend Zellner. <laughs> it was like a superhero running to the microphone. Whoosh. That's me running. <laughs> you still Do you still go for jogs, Josh? Every once in a while. Actually, I'm going to go do the stairs after our session today. Do you do them in your... In, your in my little car- outfit? In your ca- cargo pants, yep. t-shirt, and linen shirt? Yep. Oh, I take my linen shirt off. Uh, of course yeah but yeah i do it and oh what is it 176 steps i think it's 176 steps which one do you do the wooden ones the nice ones the one on montana uh it's the one on entrada oh on the side yeah Yeah, the steps we're talking about we're in, we're in santa monica the today. stairs uh for those of you who don't live in la or even in the west side of la this is a thing which yeah. I, it's famous yeah all these people there are these staircases hidden throughout la and there's actually a really interesting book called the hidden staircases of los angeles wow. there's stair streets mm-hmm. randomly that's right. these narrow streets um that sort of hail back to um i would think uh like maybe 1920s 1910s la you're absolutely right but anyways they've bec- you know like all things terrible about la they've been appropriated by gym rats and so uh, now they've <laughs> become meeting places for like people in spandex to work out. Mm-hmm. So to go do the stairs means you go run up and down these staircases uh, until you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And so Josh likes to leave my place and go do this. Yeah, yeah, because they're wooden. These are a really nice one because it's wooden steps, most of them. And it, it's good for gripping. It's easier on the knees because, you know, you have a little give as opposed to concrete, which has no give. Yeah. And um, and there's just a lot of enthusiasts there. And it's a nice um, little step community. A little step community, yeah. And so it's like two flights. 
and you can get some real good cardio going, man. It feels good. And you're so funny because you're absolutely right. They're hidden all over, like in <clears throat> Hancock Park and I'm sorry, uh, not Hancock Park, um, like Echo Park. Yeah, Echo the east side, they're all over. The, the yeah. east side of L.A. is, I think, from a development perspective, a bit older. Yeah. And so they're all hidden. Griffith Park, they're all hidden throughout there. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Do you remember that there's an old um, silent movie with Laurel and Hardy called The Music Box? Where I've, they, I've heard of it. Yeah, where they, where they, where they uh, move the piano up those stairs and it keeps falling down. Anyway, that was filmed somewhere in the Echo Park, Silver Lake area. It's kind of cool. I've seen actually, I've been to homes in Silver Lake where they're on stair streets. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because there's, no, there'll be on a hill and there's no way in. Yeah. You have to walk, you have to walk into the like the little house. It's kind of yeah. cute. It's cute, crazy. Yeah. Cute, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's no yeah. parking spot, which would be a deal breaker for Josh. <laughs> Josh is very militant about his parking. That's right. Gotta have parking. This is LA. Yeah. Today's topic is... Today's topic is everything is neutral. Even staircases. Even even staircases. It's what you ascribe to them. That's right. You're going to give me an example? I will give you an example. It's, it's like, for instance, like, okay, everything's neutral except for cacao, chocolate. Universally good? Yeah, it's universally good. I don't care where on the planet you are. No, no, no. no what if, no. is cacao bad if it's wrapped inside a sandwich that a dog is eating and going to die from the cacao? Oh, see, you, br- you bring it home. I, w- I was going to go more after like, well, maybe cacao that's like been baked in bacon or something. But yeah, um, so literally everything that we relate to is neutral. There is no inherent object that is positive in and of itself. It's like coming onto the planet. And I'm talking about from a narrative perspective. So if I'm an audience member or a reader and I'm going into a narrative with you, in, in a sense, we all show up, we, the audience, we, the reader, shows up like a baby. We're like babies, and you need to tell us, you, the story creator, the actor, the writer, the director, the editor, whoever you are, you need to tell us, or tell us is not the best word, but let us know <clears throat> how we are to feel about it. For instance, like... um most people today would think, oh, I, I got a brand new Mercedes-Benz. That's a good thing, right? Most people would say, yay, Merry, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad. Um, well, if this was 1945 and your last name was Schwartz and someone gave you a brand new Mercedes-Benz, that would not have the same meaning as it, as it does today. Right. So people are not excited about owning a German-made automobile right after World War II. I love how I give the encoded version, and then you just like slam dunk it. Well, yes. I'm just like, yes, yes, yeah, slam dunk it. Just clarifying. Yes, good to have clarity. Yes, I feel like you're speaking also about context. Well, there is context. Well, the context helps to create the positive or negative charge, but even within itself, if someone, like for instance, if someone came up and said, "Here's your brand new Mercedes Benz," and they were used to, they were expecting Bentley, or the equivalent, the, or a Tesla, and, the, you, and they would see disappointment in your eyes. They'd be like, what? what? What's going on? How come How come they're not getting a positive reaction? Because literally there is nothing that inherently is positive or negative. And I think the point here is that your characters have a perspective, which makes it positive or negative. The, well, the, the, and, and that's what we need to know. That's what we need to know because some people think, oh, because because they're they're going to be getting a 
a new Dolce and Gabbani outfit, that it should be positive. Well, maybe the person has no perspective on it. And it's just like, oh, pretty black outfit. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. So then, so, and if they don't know, then we don't know. And, and so, yes, yeah, so it's all, char- it's all from the, the story or the character's point of view. Absolutely. You know what, sort of in a completely different context, mm. this comes up is in the world of international aid. And the reason I mention it, it's a, it's kind of an odd example, but there's schools of thought that international development aid for you know developing countries is not helpful. It just makes them dependent, mm-hmm. makes the recipients dependent. It's one perspective. The other perspective is like it's critical because these people need clean water and they can't eat, and you know they need they need they can't grow their own crops. Whatever. I don't really know enough to know what's right, but there are very distinct perspectives within those communities of policy people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they look at a question like, oh, delivering food and essential care to developing countries, they don't have an initial, like, they're people, it's really in the eyes of the character whether that's a good or a bad thing. Yes. Yes. Right. How sophisticated you are, how educated you are, how your personal point of view about that could shift everything. And and what it is that we give. Sometimes we give people in developing worlds, first world countries, we you know, we go, Well well, they need to get a job, so we need to give them watches. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's 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 all give them watches. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then they're like, Oh, a watch. Yeah, and like sometimes it's things that appear um like ordinary and inconsequential. Mm-hmm. You know, like for someone who's really into um like vegan organic food. <laughs> <laughs> like if they walk yeah, in, if, if they have instance. dinner at someone's house and someone yeah. presents like yes like some you know crappy reheated microwavable vegetables to them mm. most people mm. are like a lot of people just don't like oh it's food thanks but the, you know for to the perspective of a character that could be the most disgusting thing that could be an offensive thing yeah yeah i mean i could see where a person like that would just like storm out of the out of the house and never like set forth in that building ever again yeah it's kind of like it's not the it's not the aspects that we come across, it's there are our perspective on them. Yes. On objects, on people, on places, places. Yeah. Cause those are the three things that we work with. We work with people, places, and things. So everything, and I mean, everything in your story needs to carry a positive or, or, or negative charge in order to make the story compelling. There can't be anything that's neutral. And you, the artist, needs to infuse that person, place, or thing with a positive or negative charge. And that is always going to come down to how someone feels about things. How someone thinks and feels. So you need to have thinking and feeling. And, and uh, what the best is, is that the, the thinking and the feeling are, are polar opposites. That's best. Because in life, we want to move away from that. We want to have our thinking and feeling in alignment. Well, in drama... We want to have it opposite. Okay, so like an example of of like of something that you think is positive but you feel negative about, right? Yeah. So um, my doctor says I should, I should, and that would tell me that's a thinking. I think I think alcohol is bad for me. Uh, I feel so good when I drink. That would be something that would that, that that's an object where the character's in conflict. I think one way and I feel another. Or or that other episode we did about about business and, and artistic sensibility. Like I, I think I think I should do this job because it will make me one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. I feel like crap when I do it, and yet I still keep doing it. Right. 
Yeah. Or, yeah, and on a simple level, just looking around your room mm-hmm. or your apartment or your home and thinking, how do I feel about these objects? You know what this is sounding like Marie Kondo? No, who's that? A woman. Like, uh, what did she do? What is, I can't remember the title of the book, The Magical, whatever, of tidying up. But oh, her her oh, thing right. is like, yeah. you pick up an object and if you don't feel like, oh, right. does it make me happy? Yeah. And you get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it's kind of, I always thought that because it was interesting because it is this, it's this issue of like, yeah. what is your perspective on the things in your life? And is it current? Because and people in your life, people, places, and things, people, places, and things, and and is it current? Because at one time you must have picked up that object because you loved it or you wanted it, or perhaps it was given to you and you didn't have a you know white elephant. Yeah, it's really important to be current with it. Everything is neutral. Everything is neutral. We, the artist, and the artist, the writer, the editor, the actor, the director. All of us, we infuse the person, place, or thing with meaning. You know, it's like the other perspective is like, um, I'm trying to make it relatable. Um, Like, okay, like the other night. Like, like. Say yes. Say yes. Yes and. So the other night, you know, I'm sitting there in my room and I think my mom and dad are are being really mean to me. But I feel like they love me. See? <laughs> so <laughs> bedtime stories with Josh. <laughs> bedtime stories. <laughs> you know, so when your parents send you to your, to your room like they did with me, they're like, I think they're mean, right? That's a real thought in real time. But at the same time I also feel like they love me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is everything is neutral. This is notes on your notes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook where Josh posts sage advice about the creative process. Instagram, you can rate us on the iTunes store. We would appreciate that. The sound on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and the editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.